T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Kick off NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today. Get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. All you got to do is place your first $5 bet. Sign up with promo code 2400 to get in on the action, and then you can turn game day into payday all season long. And the best part, take that 150 in free bets. There's big games every weekend, ones you'll have big opinions on, and you can get on your way. Play your way. Bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You name it. FanDuel's got more markets than anybody. You can even combine your bets for a chance of a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code 2400. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms. Sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. When T-Mobile says we've got you covered, we mean it. We've invested billions to light up our best network yet, covering 99% of people in America. And great coverage is just the beginning. Every year, families and small businesses can save up to 900 bucks versus Verizon when they switch to T-Mobile. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store and switch today. Coverage is not available in some areas. Savings with four lines based on analysis of Verizon and T-Mobile national postpaid smartphone bills, rate plan features, taxes and fees, and savings may vary. See details at T-Mobile.com. It, it's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. First in the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. Welcome one and all. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. I'm Mike Valenny. Boomer is size. Booms, how are you? You know, Mike, I'm doing great, and it's great to be working with you here. And thanks for coming to New York for our first show. Always. Yeah, it's great. You know, so I played in the NFL for 14 years, as you know, and I've been covering the NFL now for 25 years. And there's nothing better than covering a week worth of games in an hour's worth of shows because, you know, we get to everything. We're going to touch on a lot of different things. And, I, you know, there's so many stories heading into this year 
And with the way that the Buffalo Bills played on Thursday night, I think we all think that we're going to see them in Arizona come Super Bowl 57. It's quite possible, and it's a perfect segue into the first thing I'm going to ask you in the rundown. You ready to hit it? I'm ready to hit it, man. Let's go. Let's go. This is the NFL Rundown. All right, booms. Let's lead off with what we saw on Thursday night because I got two. You tell me if both of these are credible or they're both nonsense. I think Stafford's elbow is an issue, and we know that Rams offensive line is a major problem. Well, the, I agree with you with the offensive line because they lost, you know, Andrew Whitworth to retirement. He was there last night to welcome everybody back to SoFi Stadium. But uh, Matthew Stafford, he'll be fine. You know, they play the Falcons next week. They'll be, they'll bounce back, and everybody will forget about this uh, drubbing at the hands of the, the Bills. For me, it was more about the Bills because I always talk about quarterbacks that are on trajectories of greatness, and when do they get to the Super Bowl? And I feel like um, Josh Allen is that quarterback, Mike. You know, he's the guy that every year he's gotten better and better and better. And he, maybe he would have went to the Super Bowl last year had he had a chance to have the ball in overtime against the Chiefs. And because of the ineptitude of the, I guess, the Bills' defense last year, they wanted to make a statement last night. Because remember the last time we saw them, they gave up, you know, uh, what, three points in 13 seconds and about 40 yards to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think Leslie Frazier's group – Came out last night with a purpose. Well, there was also uh, – Von Miller made a difference. Made a huge difference. And, I mean, I, I understand, like, you can't sign one guy and think that's going to be the changer. He was peak Von Miller. Well, he's a game he's a game wrecker. That's what they call these defensive ends nowadays. And this is why all these teams this offseason have tried to recalibrate. Look at what the Chargers did. They went out and got Khalil Mack to, te- right. to team up with jo- uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, Chandler Jones is now – in uh, in Las Vegas, you have Yannick Ngakwe in Indianapolis. These are the players that, you know, when they make the play, it usually it wrecks the game. And that's exactly what Von Miller did last night. I don't think that the Bills could have asked for a better start to their season no. than the way that it played that it played out against the Rams. Just one last note on the offensive line. I mean, look, you kind of have what you have to start the season. You're not going to be able to have Superman come in and save you what is the way forward for them? I mean, if we take, hey, the Bills are a top 10 defense, maybe top five. We know Von Miller played great. That is a major uh, – Stafford had no ability to get comfortable. You know, to me, I think about the problems they're going to have when they face the San Francisco 49ers oh, in God. our own uh, division. Uh, you, you took for granted the greatness of uh, Andrew Whitworth. I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to get him to come out of retirement. I mean, that's Something. how bad it was last night. And no boom, you know – if you stick him inside, you can hide him as a as a as a guard. But when you put him out there on the edge and you're, you're playing against these quick defensive ends and these edge rushers, uh, then it, all of a sudden that weakness shows itself, and that was obvious last night. But also remember Von Miller, former Ram, and he wanted to have a big night yeah. on national television, and certainly he did. All right, let's go to number two because I, I know I talked to you about this before. Lamar Jackson deadline is here. Contract. You're running the Ravens. How do you handle it? I know how I feel. I want to see where you're at with it. All right, so here's the deal. He is upset, I think, that the contracts uh, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray just signed. And the reason he's upset with those contracts is because it's only $160 million in guaranteed only. money. Only. only. Well, I'm sorry, but that's, that's, that's the, the way he's got to look at it. And the reason he's got to look at it that way is because he's using Deshaun Watson in the idiotic contract that the Browns gave him as the the benchmark for where he wants to start. And Steve Bishotti, the owner of the Ravens, came out right after 
Deshaun signed that contract with the Browns and said, oh, this is going to create a problem for all of us who have quarterbacks that we're going to have to sign. And right now, this is what's been going on. And remember, Lamar, it's it's his mom and him are doing the negotiating. And I think they have a number in the back of their mind. Now, they know he's making $23 million this year. And by all accounts, next year, if he has a great year this year and he bets on himself, uh, they'll have to uh, franchise tag him. If they franchise tag him, it's going to be upwards of $47 million. So right. essentially, he knows he's got $70 million guaranteed in his back pocket right now. I kind of think they're going to get something done. I feel like we will hear something. Give me a range. Spitball. I, I'm going to say $200 million guaranteed. And I'm going to say somewhere maybe the back-end number, maybe $300 million, just because that's a number. I no, the number you. doesn't mean anything. It's no. not Patrick Mahomes, but the but the number will mean something, you know, when it's in print. And I look, I I understand it won't be popular. I just feel like the Ravens are trapped. And I look, Lamar's incredible. He's fun to watch. He there's we may have not, it, it might be him and Vic is the two best playmakers at quarterback. Maybe Josh Allen's getting there now. But Boomer, I I just can't. When you look at a guy like Lamar, we've seen this. They're front runners. They have to play with the lead. He struggles come playoff time to go, you know, on platform, on time, accurate. I know what they got to do, but I don't know if it's going to result in them getting where they need to go because the minute his body starts to decline, we saw this with Cam Newton, you're going to have a real problem on your hands. So they're they're trapped. I, I think you make a good point. It's perception versus reality. The perception is, is that they have to sign him. He's a top 10 quarterback, and he's the face of the franchise. The reality is, is that I don't believe he's a top 10 quarterback. No. Neither do you. No. And one of the reasons for that is because you pay the quarterback to be able to come back and win games in the fourth quarter. And that is not his strong suit. No. And their passing game is one of the worst in the league. And he, he look, he runs a lot. And he's not as big as Josh Allen. No. And he's not, I don't, I don't, he's about as quick as Michael Vick, but I thought Michael Vick was a little bit more stout than he is. Um, and, you know, Michael lasted... You know, he was good, but he wasn't great. And I and I think he's looking for greatness money, and I don't think he's a ter- I don't think he's earned that yet. Well, the other thing, too, is I can't reconcile. You know you have this quarterback who has limitations, and they do seemingly nothing to address the skill positions. Now, Mark Andrews is fabulous, and we know they're always going to churn running backs. Boomer, how the hell are you going to pay this guy $200, $250, $300 million? You refuse. Oh, and by the way, we're going to trade your best receiver in the offseason. It's also on the Ravens. You got to get some guys with some catch radius in here and, and help this kid out. And by the way, they traded the wide receiver in the offseason because the wide receiver wanted out of there. And why did the wide receiver want out of there again, you know, with his best friend? Because he knows his best friend is not going to throw him the ball over 120 times a right. season. Or and, it's going to be seven yards off target. Right. And I'm sure his cousin, Antonio Brown, was in Marquise Brown's ear saying, hey, oh, you know what? God. You got to get out of there because you're not going to be able to make any money because you're not going to be able to, yeah. you're, you're not going to be the focus of the offense, where he will be the focus in the offense in Arizona and playing with Kyle Murray. So, yeah, it is a, it is a tough thing to answer. I'm just, it's perception and reality. Yeah. And I, all I know is that, you know, God God forbid you say anything negative about Lamar Jackson. Oh, you're a pariah. Yeah. It's, but I don't care. The facts are the facts. And I've even seen it where Troy Aikman's calling a game. And he's showing you factually where the ball was supposed to be and where it actually ended up. They're two different zip codes. Yeah. It's reality. All right, let's go to issue number three. I, I wanted your take on Pat Mahomes. This comment was really interesting because I think Tyreek Hill was one of the ultimate – guys that dictated coverage. It just dictated what the defense is going to do. Tyreek goes to Miami. 
Patrick Mahomes comes out and goes, no problem. It's all good. Every week's going to be a new guy. I'm not convinced of that, but I wanted your take. Do you buy this transition from Tyreek into this new world for the Chiefs they're about to face? You know, uh, when you you pay a guy $45 million a year, um, he's got to be able to camouflage wherever the weakness may may find themselves. And in this case, uh, Tyreek Hill was a incredible playmaker. We all know that, and he's going to be great for Tua and Mike McDaniel down in Miami. But much like Devontae Adams in Green Bay, you can't pay your quarterback and your wide receiver that kind of money and expect to have them eat that much of the salary cap up. So those two teams are in the same situation. And both of those teams are going to rely on their quarterbacks to get the best out of the players that they have on the field. And believe you me, I mean, Kansas City offensively, with Andy Reid and with Patrick Mahomes, they're going to average 30 points a game. They they, they just will because he's that good. And he's like, to me, uh, he makes so many plays that so many other quarterbacks are incapable of making. He can throw running backwards. He can throw looking the other way. And he can and he's about as accurate and as calm on the field as a quarterback has ever been in the history of this league. So if there were ever a guy or two guys that can handle the loss of their top receivers, both Aaron Rodgers and um and Patrick Mahomes are those two quarterbacks. Yeah, the other thing is you know, there's part of it that's been a luxury for Kansas City is it doesn't matter where Tyreek is. We have to have somebody up top. We have to. You gotta have two yeah, guys. Yeah. There's yes. no so now you take that away. And look, Kelsey is still fabulous, but he's showing signs of 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 a little bit of regression here, a little bit of age. I just hey, we talk about the Chiefs, but a lot of these receivers they've brought in, they've drafted, it hasn't, you know, McCall Hardman, prime example, hasn't worked. You know, you bring in some of these guys, Sky Moore now. What we're gonna we're, we're gonna act like he's Justin Jefferson. I just you know what you know what I mean. Though. Yeah, I know what you the mean. The way people talk about it, they think Andy Reid waves a wand and all of a sudden it's oh no problems. Well, I, I will I will just say that the quarterback is is the the controlling factor in all of this. And you know, we'll find out pretty quickly, week four, week five, week six, whether or not they are the team that they were prior to all these defections that they've had. You know, they're trying to rebuild their defense. I think their defense is going to be a little bit better. But I do know this, that to me, they are a wild card team here as we sit. They are not a division winner. I agree. And that division is as brutal as I've ever seen one. And I think the Chargers are the team in that division. I really do. I mean, with the addition of Khalil Mack, that defense, and J.C. Jackson, even though he may not play in week one, right. the fact of the matter is Justin Herbert is the next coming of Josh Allen. Joe Burrow is the next coming of Josh Allen. That Those are the players that are now coming through the pipeline that they are on that trajectory for a championship. Oh, on paper. They're fa- I just This is like inherent bias for me. Every time I get excited about the Chargers, hmm. they launch themselves down a flight of stairs. Yeah, but this problem is like you work in Detroit. And you have this Detroit thing oh, about yeah, yeah. you. And I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, and you're That's a Giants worst fan part. on top of it. It's the worst part. So you can't bring all your negativity from what you do on your, you know, for your real job and on the fact that you're a Giant fan and then try to bring it to the Chargers. All right. I know the Chargers have had history. A bit. But that history is about to change because look at the quarterback. Uh, he's unbelievable. He all is. right, hold on. So let, let's get the toothpaste out of the tube then. Because I, I, had, I had one on here I wanted to ask you. Because okay. I need you to – I need just the state of New York. Jets, Giants – it's as bad as it gets. The Zach Wilson injury did not help, although I don't think he's any good. The point is, do either of these teams, if I make you pick one of them, do either of them have a chance to be, as we put it, in the graphic in the month of December as the teams in the hunt, 
do we at least get to see a logo with an outside shot? You know, for different reasons. Uh, the Giants are in the NFC, so there would be a better chance for them just simply because there aren't as many good yeah, teams and loaded. as good quarterbacks. The problem with the Jets is that they're in the AFC and you have all these great quarterbacks and they're, they're in the uh, AFC East where I think that they're probably either the third or the fourth team in this division. Now, they, they, I thought they had a great offseason. I thought their draft was good. I thought their offseason spending was good, especially on defense and on the offensive line. And then all of, a, all of a sudden, injuries hit in preseason. So they are starting off on the wrong foot, if you will. The Giants are a mess. And the reason the Giants are a mess, and you know this, is uh, they, they spend the least amount of money of their cap money, their cap percentage on defense, than any other team in the NFL. They are 32nd in the amount of money that they spend on defense. Uh, they are number one on spending money on wide receivers that do nothing <laughs> and have done nothing. So uh, I, I I don't see how the Giants win more than five games this year. I really don't. And Joe Shane, their new GM, has been kind of prepping the Giant fan yeah. for this because he keeps reminding them that he has to dig out from under what Dave Gettleman left behind. There it, and again, this is my biggest problem in sports is when owners – Give a guy essentially an ultimatum, either publicly or privately, and they go, okay, you got to clean it up. Well, now you got a guy who's supposed to be the steward of a franchise and make decisions that are long-term viable, making short-term CYA moves, which I think we all know what that means. So now Shane's got to unwind a yarn ball that is just soaked in kerosene. I. It drives me insane as a Giants fan. Well, it insane. should. It should. There were there were some good picks that Gettleman made. Andrew Thomas was a good pick. Brian McKinney's a good pick. I mean, they have they have some good young players on the team. But the problem is, you know, what is Daniel Jones? Is he the real deal or isn't he? And I'm telling you, Brian Dable and Joe Shane, the moment that they met Daniel Jones, they realized that they weren't coaching. Let's face it, Josh Allen. You're kidding. I, I mean, and we saw Josh Thursday night against the. Uh, Against the Rams, you know, you just see the forearm that he gave, or you know, to, to as he's he was going. It was a Nick Scott, yeah, yeah, right it in the was, flat. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. That's who jo Josh Allen is. They'd love for you know Daniel Jones to turn into that, but that's not going to happen here. So that's why I don't think that they're going to have uh, but five wins this season. The Jets, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, if they if they go zero and three with Joe Flacco as quarterback, you might as well just write the season off. Well, and I. We'll get to it later. I'm telling you right now, if they, I think the Jets are going to have one of the worst records in the league. If they end up with the opportunity to take a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, something like that. Well, they'll do it. They have to. They will do it. I never liked the Wilson pick, but I'll save that for later. All right, I need to drop this hand grenade in your lap because I'm just not smart enough to figure this out. You want to explain to me what Belichick's doing in New England with an <laughs> offensive, oh, I use this term loosely, offensive brain trust of Matt Patricia, yeah. Lanyard, and a pencil – and Joe Judge, special teams all-star, and they're the offensive brain trust. Well, you want to know why they did not name an offensive coordinator? They didn't name an offensive coordinator because both of those guys are still getting paid by their previous employers as head coaches. Uh, and if you name them offensive coordinators, that means you have to pay them more, and then either the Lions or the Giants have to pay Judge and Patricia less. This is why we come to you. This right. is... This is the type of oracle knowledge I need. Well, this is how you save money in the NFL, and that's exactly what Bill Belichick's doing up there. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird team. They've had a really weird offseason. They've had a bad uh, offseason in regards to their their offense. I, I will say that they'll be better than what we've seen in preseason. But I know one thing: that Josh McDaniels isn't easily replaced. No, he's just not easily replaced, and and, and poor Mac uh, Mac Jones is going to have to go through some even more growing pains now.
All right, you want to pick some games? Sure, let's all right, do it. Coming up next, Boomer and Valenny kickoff. We pick them all next. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Back to kickoff with Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. And welcome back to time everybody loves. We got to pick games and hope to not be awful at it. Booms, you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. You know, listen, we're doing this with the spread. So on the NFL today on CBS, we don't use the spread. Well, that's that's the easy way. Yeah, it is the easy way. And I keep telling Coach Cower that because he keeps winning. Right. Yeah, but yeah. he just looks at it from a coach's perspective and what's going on and all the latest information. We're doing it the the, the right way. The take, right tell ways. Bill, take the training wheels off and okay. join us uh, on an adult bike, okay? <laughs> okay. Let's go <laughs> to the picks. Picks of the week. All right, boom. We start out uh, in my neck of the woods. Lions at home. Eagles, the it team in the league right now, laying four. Give me your spin. You know, I know this didn't work out well for the Lions last year when these two teams met. No. No, they did not. Uh, you know, the Eagles uh, are one of the it teams. And one of the reasons I like them is because I respect their quarterback. And you say, why would you respect Jalen Hurts? I'll tell you why. Because, you know, he's a second-round draft pick. And, you know, he, he's a grinder. He's competitive. He's not that accurate. But he's a mover. He moves all over the place. I actually do like the Eagles on the road, laying the points against the Lions. Home dogs, week one. I can't do it. I, I I think, listen, here's the one thing with the Lions. you have a stat or something? Well, I, I do for you later because there's a game we're going to battle on. But here's my thing. Lions O-line had no chance to play together last year. They got three first-round picks that are all accomplished, all very good. Jared Goff, last seven weeks of the year, played really good football. I think DeAndre Swift is excellent. I just think the Eagles, for all the sizzle, all the sex appeal, it's going to take a little time to put it together. I'm going to take the points. I'm not telling you Lions are going to win the game. I'm going to take the points on this one. All right. Listen, you know, we can disagree. And no, you got to ride the lightning we, in week one. That's right. And who's keeping uh, tallies on this? I mean, Rosie, you got it back there? Eddie, somebody. Somebody's got it. All right, let's go game two because this is the one where this is going to be a real problem. Saints laying five and a half. They go to Atlanta. Oof. Oh, my God. I want you to start with your Mariota slander, and then I'll get to the, the Well, I mean, Marcus Mariota's a placeholder. That's what he is. And, you know, I don't know what Arthur Smith has got up his sleeve. I know he's got Kyle Pitts, but I do know this. The Saints, if, if they had a young Drew Brees, they'd be a Super Bowl favorite right now. That's how good their offense and their defense, or especially their offensive and defensive lines. Michael Thomas should be back. It looks like Alvin Kamara is going to be allowed to play. Um, I think there's just too much firepower. The thing that I worry about with the Saints, as I'm sure all Saints fans say the same thing, how many interceptions is Jameis going to throw? And there's the magic answer. No, here's the stat. You can do what you want with this, people. Home dogs, divisional games, week one, since 2014, 29-9-1 against the number. Well, nine teams did cover. 
Atlanta's got weapons. Yeah. Famous Jameis is going to give me seven at some point in this game. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take the five and a half. All right. I'm going to I'm going to take the Saints because I do think they have one of the best rosters in all of football. It's very fair. All right. Game three. Ravens at the Jets. Ravens laying seven and a half. The Joe Flacco experience is back. Yeah. You know, I'm. Uh, we, we were talking about uh, Lamar earlier in the show. I they they're not a great team uh, unless they get up on you early and then they pound you into submission. Then they get you turnovers and. One thing I will say about the Ravens, they are healthy. Uh, their defense was decimated with injuries last year. They have one of the best secondaries. They are still going to be aggressive, even though they lost their defense coordinator, Wink Martindale. I, I like the Jets to keep it close. I'll take the Jets and the number. I'm with you because the cardinal sin of picking games, you can't lay over a touchdown in the NFL on a row. Can't do it. Plus, I think they're better with Flacco. You think so? I'm dead serious. I know, serious. You're, you're, so, you're totally against uh, Zach Wilson for some reason. I'm not sure yet. I don't know you that well, but I'll figure it out as you'll, we go you'll, along You'll here. figure it out. You'll be okay. all right. Let's go. Let's go. Bengals laying six and a half. They're at home against the Steelers. Yeah, well, you know, this is the Mitch Trubisky era. It starts. I think the, I think the Steelers defense is going to be good, and I think that these two teams know each other really, really well. And, of course, being a part of this rivalry for 10 years – I know how physical and how nasty these games get. I just think it's going to be a close game. Um, I, I think the Bengals are going to win the game, but I think the Steelers are going to keep it close, so I'm going to take the Steelers with the points. Ray-Bans, perfectly manicured beard, and 17-4-1 as a divisional underdog. So it's, it's Tomlin. I don't care what happened last year. They blew them out. Steelers, points. And the, and the Bengals, low-key, are the masters of winning close games. Everybody forgets it. They play a ton of close games. I'm taking the points. I'm taking Remember, the Steelers. Remember, they were 7-6 and six last year and then won all yep. the way to the Super Bowl because Joe Burrow was a superhero. This is all you right here. Dolphins laying 3.5 against the Patriots. I, I, I want no part of this one. I know. It's a tough one. To, it's a tough one to pick. And, you know, how, how do you go against Bill Belichick against Mike McDaniel, who is starting his career, his first game against the greatest coach of all time? <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then when you see Mike McDaniel, who I think is going to be a soundbite waiting to happen every week coming yeah, out of Miami. He's super witty. I, I think he is. And I think he's. I think the players are into him. I think the players love him. Uh, the one thing I will say about Tua, he may not have the strongest arm, but he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in all of football. And this San Francisco offense, if you want to call it that, it's, you know, the, the Packers are running it, the, the 49ers are running it, the Jets are running it, really fits Tua to a T. And I think that Tyree Kill is going to be the difference maker. So I'm going to take... Miami, and I'll lay the points to Mac Jones and the Patriots. Yeah, I hate laying over a field goal here, but Pats, it's a nightmare in Miami. I mean, they're like two and a hundred down there. And the other thing you just brought it up, there's a speed differential here with these two teams. Miami is electric on paper. I don't get what the Patriots are doing in some total. I'll take the Dolphins. Well, I know one thing about the Patriots. They try to get faster on defense smaller linebackers to be able to chase guys like Tyree yeah. Kill down. Good luck. Good luck with that. And the other thing I will say about the Patriots, you know, they always have something because you know the coach is always going to be ready for it. And they and they went down the week before the game to spend yeah, the that. time in the heat because Bill thought the heat was the problem as to why they were losing all these games. All right, next game, Commanders laying two and a half to the Jags. Oh, God. Really? Come on. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. I really am. I think that was a great hire by the Jaguars. And I'm expecting huge things from Trevor Lawrence. I'm telling you, they, you know, they whipped up on the Bengals last year, I think, and the mm -hmm. Colts last year. And, you know, and that was in a dysfunctional situation. They are not dysfunctional anymore. I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy. 
I thought I was, but watching him wilt at the end of the year last year for the Colts, I do not like uh, what what's going on. And I'm really like I don't even know who the Commanders are, and Chase Young's not playing. So give me give give me the road underdog here with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. Yeah, I'm with you. And again, surprise team in the AFC for me, Jags. I think they have an adult in the room now. They have a real staff, real accountability. We all know what happened with Urban Meyer, and I'm with you. I think Trevor Lawrence didn't just forget how to play quarterback. He was viewed as, you know, transcendent a year ago. I don't think all of a sudden he's Jeff George. He's I'm very, very similar to Justin Herbert in size and athleticism and arm strength. He's outstanding. And I think he, I think with Doug Peterson leading the way, I think it's going to be good for him. Yeah, a little bit of an upgrade from Uncle Urban, huh? I would say so. All right, Niners laying six and a half at the Bears. Love the Niners. Uh, I don't know about Trey Lance just yet. I don't think uh, Kyle Shanahan knows about Trey Lance. It's one of the reasons why they kept Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo was smart because, you know, what he did is he signed a contract, took less money, got a no-trade clause in there, so next year he'll be a free agent and be able to pick wherever he wants to go. And I think he thinks that by midseason he's going to be the quarterback here. Now who's being negative? I'm not taking shots at my guy Trey. I'm trying to think about the way that Jimmy Garoppolo is looking at this in a way that Kyle Shanahan's looking at this. And that's why I think the 49ers are a legitimate Super Bowl team. Their defense is awesome. Their defensive line is assaulting people. And Justin Fields, he has just entered the quarterback blender. This is a second coach in his second year, a second GM. They didn't pick him, and I know he's athletic, and I know everybody's rooting for him. I just, I, I just think that they have a barren roster, and he is going to be out on an island. The Bears are operating like they hate him. They did nothing for him. <laughs> We're right. hiring a defensive coach. We're not going to get any old linemen for you. Here are the keys. Go have a great time. I'll take the Niners. I can't do anything with Eberflus and the Bears organization. Okay, I'm right, out. right now you can't. So Panthers. Laying two to the Browns, the Baker Bowl. I am rooting for Baker Mayfield in a big way Me here. Me too. What, what the Browns did to him was a disgrace. And what the Browns ultimately did was a disgrace. But what they truly did to him and the way that they did it was about as embarrassing as it really, truly gets in the NFL when it comes to a quarterback. And, you know, there's something about Baker that I admire because last year he played with a left shoulder that needed shoulder surgery at the end of the season, and he played – like three quarters of the season yep. with his left shoulder in a in a in a uh, in an arm sling. So, to me, I want him to win, and this may be biased that I'm picking him, but I'm picking them and a healthy Christian McCaffrey to go against this Browns defense. And I just don't see Jacoby Brissett leading the Browns on the road opening week down against the Panthers. There he goes being negative again. It's yes, well, I, well, part of me was positive. I know, no, and you're right. Here's the other thing too, Boomer. Nobody talks about it. Panthers are loaded with weapons. They got the worst quarterback play in the league last year. But DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC upgraded the O-line. We've seen what Baker can do with weapons. And he's healthy. I'm all in on it. I want him to destroy the Browns. You know who else is all in on it? OBJ is all in on it, believe it or not. Oh, thank God. Go get him. Go get him, Baker. Come on, man. Thank God, my favorite player. I love it. All right, Colts laying seven and a half. They travel to Houston to take on... Maybe the most majestic beard in the league and Lovey Smith and the Texans. What do you got? And Davis Mills, too. You know, Davis actually played really well he last year. Bad. Rookie year. Nobody, nobody, I mean, nobody is talking about him. Um, and I, I can't wait to see if, whether or not he's the real deal. You know, is he a kid that can actually lead a, 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 a rebuilding team? And by the way, that rebuild was supercharged by the idiotic Browns trade and the amount of stuff that the Browns gave, yep. uh, you know, the Houston Texans to get the Sean Watson. So, you know, I... Look, Frank Reich's my college roommate. This is his fifth quarterback in five years. He loves uh, Matt Ryan. He loves what he brings to the locker room. Um, 
you know, Matt is 37 and everybody's like, ah, he's old. Well, you know, what is, what is Aaron Rodgers? You know, what, what is Tom right. Brady? I mean, older guys can play as long as they stay upright. And I think this offensive line will protect them. I think they blow out the Texans. Uh, I really do. Breaking my heart. Maybe, maybe I, again, I could be biased, but I do think they're going to blow them out. I think that Matt Ryan will throw at least three touchdown passes in this game. All right, here's what I'll give you. Frank, he's a hell of a coach. He's 0-4-1 in openers. I gave you that stat earlier, the home dogs, the divisional stuff. I'm going to take the points. I, I think the Texans are better than people recognize. They have some talent. They're not a shipwreck. And Davis Mills, year one to two. Look, the Colts have to prove, look, for all that Frank has done, and he's good, they got to prove that they are the team. So I, I'm going to take the points here in week one. Yeah, I, I don't I don't blame you for doing that, and I'm not mad at you for doing that. And, and I think Frank is probably one of the coaches that many people think is probably on the hot seat. And the only reason they say that, not because he hasn't coached well, right. but because the owner can be temperamental. Wild card. Yes, that's a wild card. And that owner did not like the way that the season ended last year. Would and, you? Well, and remember, they, they brought in Carson Wentz because Frank Reich said that he would be the guy that would lead us to the playoffs. And unfortunately, at the end of the year, Carson got COVID and didn't play well in his last two games against the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do believe that that 0-4-1 with Frank on opening day is in the back of his brain. And that's why I think they're going to want to get off to a great start. And I think he's going to want to get Matt Ryan off to a great start with putting him in the right position to throw a number of touchdowns. Let's go Chargers, Raiders. Chargers laying three and a half. I'm taking the Chargers. It's a home game, and I know it's a division game, and you give me all these stats and everything else. But it's Justin Herbert, it's Khalil Mack. And remember, it's the first year of Josh McDaniels, the exactly. first game with Derek Carr. So they got to get to know each other. We'll know more about them about week six. Agree. It's a rookie coach. I don't care what anybody says about what he did in Denver a decade ago. He's starting all over. I'm with you on the Chargers. This is my favorite game of the week as far as difficulty to pick. Packers, laying two, travel to Minnesota. What do you got for me? You know, interesting about Minnesota, they did not hit at all in training camp. I mean, there's been write-ups all over the place about Kevin O'Connell, their new coach, and the way that he went about and making sure the players weren't injured and they got enough sleep and they were eating correctly. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. This is newfangled football. I I, I don't buy it. I, you know, it's the opposite of Dan Campbell out there in Detroit with A you whole guys. different ballgame. But it is Aaron Rodgers. And, again, remember we were talking about these these quarterbacks that bring out the best in everybody. You know, I, I think that they will have a really good defense, a top-five defense, and I think Aaron Rodgers will average at least 27 to 31 points a game. I'll take the Green Bay Packers on the road. I'm taking the Vikings. Line smells funny, and I still got to see who he's who he's throwing to with Devontae Adams gone. Let's go Titans laying six-and-a-half to the Giants. Come on, the G-Man. Give me some week one magic. Give me uh, something. I can't give you any week one magic. I just don't know who their defense is. Uh, you know, they spend the least amount of money on their defensive um, roster in terms of their cap percentages. And I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over them. And, you know, you're talking about a team that's flying under the radar. It's the Tennessee Titans. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year. Uh, their defense is going to be a lot better this year than it was last year. So I think, I think, the, I think the Titans blow them out. I'm taking the points. I think I hated Tennessee's offseason. I hated it. Uh, Landry also uh, blew out, so he's gone for the year. Week one, you give me the points. Giants will find a way to lose, but I'll take the points. I, 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 I just I have to. One time, give me one free roll. All right, Chiefs, now it's out to six. Chiefs laying six to the cards. Yeah, it's a lot of points. I'll, I'm, you know, on my, on my own show on WFAN, I took the Chiefs when it was at five and a half. Now it's up to six. 
and now oh I'm, you're gonna you're gonna now uh, I'm worried I think I he's shaking what? both hands over I, here I, I I'm trying to figure out whether or not that's that half a point makes that big of a difference I do think that this will be the highest scoring game of the week I think both quarterbacks are gonna go off here I'm gonna stay with Patrick Mahomes I'll lay the six and uh, I believe in Andy Reid. He has a great opening day record. And Patrick Mahomes in September is virtually unstoppable. I'm with you. I, I, the Cardinals just feel like a ticking time bomb. I, I, there's something unsettling there for me. I'm going to take Chiefs. Is Kyler Murray the guy that goes next year and says, I want to get out of here? <sighs> Feels that way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Broncos laying six and a half on Monday night against Seattle. Uh, Geno Smith against the Bronco defense. I'll take the Broncos and lay the points. This is the one time you will see me not even look at the home dog. <laughs> Broncos. All right. We got Bucks Cowboys next. We got thoughts. And we've got a QB survey for our quarterback with Boomer. This is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer, Asiasen, and Mike Valenti. And welcome back. All right. We've got the game of the week, the best of the best to get to. I want to get to that now. Get a little QB survey for Booms and then the final word. So let's hit the game of the week, best of the best. This week's best of the best of the best of the best. This week's best of the best. Booms, I love this game. Love it. Bucks laying two at the Cowboys. All the drama with the Bucks. This is a sizzler. Let's get into it. You mean the Tom Brady drama? Oh, yeah. All the off-the-field stuff Eleven and everything going on? 11-day disappearance. Is he on the mass Singer? Is he on vacation? What's going on at home? I can't get enough. Yeah, well, you know, we've all lived this life, believe it or not. You know, it's just that he is so fantastic as a player, and he's so unique as a human being that we all are now tied into both he and Giselle and all the issues that are supposedly out there. I want to be tied into that skincare regimen. Yes. I uh, keep getting older. He keeps getting younger. Yeah, he looks great, man. And I'll tell you, I was watching him walking off the practice field the other day. I'm like, man, I didn't realize how broad his shoulders are. And uh, he still looks great. I I am never going to go against Tom Brady. I mean, I I think I've been saying it now for 15 years that he, I I think he's the greatest quarterback that's ever played. And I think one of the reasons why he is continuing to play is, number one, he loves the game. And number two, he wants to continue to put up numbers. He doesn't want anybody ever to catch his numbers. And there are guys in this league that if they last as long as he has, they may be able to catch his numbers. The question is, is the money is so big and so different now, will they have the same intensity that Tom Brady has? Uh, Look, I love this game too. And I love this game because, you know, where the weakness of the Bucs is right now is the offensive line. Where the strength of the Cowboys is, is Micah Parsons. And Micah Parsons wants to be the defensive MVP this He's a year. nuclear warhead. He is, and he wants to set the sack record. That's the guy that I would worry about. That's the guy that Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, has got to worry about. That's the guy that Tom Brady's got to worry about. Man, but I'm going to tell you, there's so many other problems the Cowboys have with the coach and the offense and Zeke Elliott. Is he going to play? How much is he paid? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's nonstop. And that's why I like the Buccaneers. You know, they're all, their defense is 100% healthy. Yeah. They will be back, and they will be back with a vengeance. And I love them going into Dallas and beating. I love the game. I love the matchup. But I love Tom Brady going in against Dallas and beating Dak Prescott. A, I'm never going to knock anybody for taking Tom Brady. B, I'm probably going to be horribly wrong here. But I just, everything, and look, you're, as a former player, you know what I know. Noise is not good. Outside noise, nonsense. I mean, you got Fournette showing up at, you know, 400 pounds. The offensive line through defection and injury, disaster. I think the Brady thing matters, but that might be a radio guy thing. I just don't think disappearing for 11 days uh, is appropriate or be productive. 
And with the Cowboys, look, I'm probably going to get burned here. I think this is if you're going to get the Bucks, now's the time to get them. And it's a home dog. I'm, 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 I have to. I'll <laughs> see, take the two and eight. See, the, I always think about Tom Brady in this regard. A lot of times he has been an underdog. He was an underdog when he was drafted in the sixth round out of Michigan. And he told Robert Kraft, look, I'm the best draft pick you, you've ever had. And that was before he even took a snap as, as a Patriot quarterback. And then watching all the greatness, all the things that he's accomplished, uh, it, it's just hard for me to go against him, regardless of what the drama is around him, you know, he had, they had Spygate, they had the Flategate, they had, you know, does Bill Belichick give him enough credit? Doesn't, you know, there was a point, I think, in year 15 of his career where they lost a game in Kansas City and they got wiped out on a Monday night or something. And everybody was thinking, you know what, his career's over now. They should go to Jimmy Garoppolo or Brian Hoyer or whoever the hell else was on that damn roster at the time. You know, this is why I, I he can compartmentalize yeah. better than any other quarterback in the history of the game, and that's why I'm never going to go against him. And I'm never going to criticize it. All right, I want to have some fun with you on this yeah. because we have five second-year guys, and I want you to tell me at the end of this, I'm going to say, hey, Zach Wilson is at the end of this season, and you fill in the blank. Okay. I need to know what your read is. I so, got you. All right, I'm going to start right here with your guy. Okay. Zach Wilson is. Is a question mark at the end of this year still? Yes, yes still going to be a question mark. And the reason I say that is because it's the second year in a row that he's had an injury, and the way that he plays, and the way that he started against the Philadelphia Eagles in preseason with an interception, I think on the second series, and the misread. And that's the what he does. He looks nervous to me, and I have to see more from him. And that's why I think that there's going to be a question mark around him at the end of the season. I will tell my biggest beef, and I said this to you earlier in the show, I'd save it for here. If you go back to college and you watch the tape, everything's backyard football. That doesn't work in this league. And for me, I don't know that he's going to learn that. And then you're right. It's been a bit chaotic early on. I'm telling you, if they end up with a top three pick and they can get Bryce Young or something like that, they're going to replace him. I, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it if, if it is a question mark around him. Okay. That's the thing. Justin Fields is a mess. <laughs> Who's and being it, negative now? And he, well, and it may, well, you're asking me for my opinion, and I just think he's in the QB blender. Yeah. Um, you know, we as quarterbacks, we we love structure. We love consistency. Uh, we want to know uh, everything there is to know about our offense, be able to communicate efficiently, effectively. Um, and now he's got to learn his second offense in two years. And he's got a defensive head coach. And I don't like it. No. I just, I just, I just don't like the mix. I don't like the people around him. And more, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a real test for him. That's why I think it's going to be messy there. I blame the organization. I, I just think it's been insanely unfair how this has played out for him. Well, you've seen it in your own organization that you root for, the Giants, in a way that Daniel Jones has oh, uh, not flourished under three different offensive coordinators, and now is fourth. Yeah, weird, right? It, it's, it's, it's no way to build a quarterback. No. And even John Maris said that they ruined the kid. Uh, Trey Lance is. Uh, benched. <gasps> can we elaborate? Give me some I, more. I just, I, I, I didn't see enough where he can go through his progressions. Um, I, I, you talk about backyard football. I see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I see that there's going to be RPOs probably run for him. When, when you watch these games and it's third and six and he throws the ball behind a wide open Debo Samuel, you'll know that it's going to be time for Jimmy Garoppolo. I do think that they have hedged this season, thinking that maybe Trey 
would be the guy, and then they've watched him through preseason, and it's one of the reasons why they did their best to keep Jimmy Garoppolo as a safety net. Yeah, I'll, I'll end up being wrong. I just, I'm biased. I love Shanahan as a play caller, a play designer, and, and they're insulated. They're yeah. so talented. Yeah, but by, by the way, Shanahan's not throwing the ball. No, that is a small detail. Decision-making decision and accuracy. Trevor Lawrence is. Superstar. Agree. I, th- I think he's uh, about ready to take off, and I think a lot of this has to do, again, he's a second-year quarterback with a second year with a, a coach in his second year, a new offense, but it was so bad last year that he probably thought, like, man, I'd rather go back to Clemson and play. Yeah, what the hell am I doing here? And I could probably make more money by going back to Clemson <laughs> and playing. But uh, I, I just think that Doug Peterson has is, is settled things down. They spent the right money in the offseason. They have a good group of uh, special guys around him, athlete, athletes around him. So I think he'll be a superstar. I'm with you. And, and the other thing, too, is I think Lawrence suffers from prospect fatigue. We were told this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy. And then people start to, A, try to poke artificial holes in him. But, B, you forget about him. I think he's still the same guy who was the consensus number one. I think he's going to be a star, and I'm with you. Just putting adults in the room and actually hitting the reset button. I love Remember, his, his head coach is a former quarterback. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that you want if you want to get the best out of right. your You don't want Matt Eberflus? No, gotcha. I, not, I have nothing against Matt Eberflus, but I, I, I never liked playing for a defensive head coach. I always liked playing for an offensive head coach, and that was just me. Maybe my selfishness as a quarterback because they would understand my problems a little bit better than the defensive head coach would. Help me. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Last one. Mac Jones is. Uh, really good. Okay. Really good. And I think he's going to be improved. You know, I voted for him for rookie of the year last year. I know Jamar Chase got it because he, you know, the second half of that season he just took off. But Mac Jones led his team to the playoffs in a 17-game season. It's crazy. And completed, I think, close to 65% of his passes. And didn't have great weapons. And they never do. And that's part of Bill Belichick's kind of method of running a football team. So I, I think he's a really good player, and I think he's going to be better this year than last year. All right. We'll check in on these midseason and see where we're at. All right. Let's get to Boom's final word. What you say after this don't matter. This is the final word. One, Mike, you know, hope springs eternal for everybody. But certain games have a little bit more edge to them because of who is playing, where they're playing, and who they're playing against. So I think of Baker Mayfield first and foremost in the way that the Browns just totally dismissed him, embarrassed him, and disrespected him, and then actually brought in a sexual predator to be their quarterback and pay him $250 million guaranteed. That's a tough day at the office. $230 million guaranteed, I think. Tough day for Baker. Yeah, I, yeah really tough. And Baker was the face of the franchise. Now, I'm not saying he's easy to get along with, but I do think he's the right personality for uh, Carolina, and I also think Going against the Browns in week one is a match made in heaven that I don't think that the schedule makers thought it was going to happen, but when it did happen, oh baby, it made that game really, really interesting. We have that on CBS. And then the other one, of course, is Russell Wilson going to Seattle. Russell wanted a contract extension from Seattle. I think Seattle felt like he was kind of declining, and they did not want to give him a contract extension. So where did they send him? They sent him to Denver, who for seven years has been in a quarterback hell. So what does Denver do? They got a new owner now. He spends the money, gives the contract extension that uh, Russell wants, and I think the edge and the chip on Russell's Russell's shoulder will be seen on Monday night. And I think those are the two games that really mean a lot to me in terms of those two quarterbacks going against their former teams. Yeah, I think the the, the Baker thing. I don't know that I've ever seen a situation like it. The Russell thing we've seen 
whether it's, hey, there's an expiration date with a front office, a coach, and a quarterback, or it's just I want my money and they say no. The Baker thing is unprecedented because he did – I guess my problem with it was this. He's not perfect, but I've always been a Baker guy. Guys like me always ask, fans always ask for guys, hey, play through it, play hurt, you know, for the team. He did everything he was asked to do. He played with his shoulder dangling off his body in a harness. Doesn't play well, and and it's like fans and media. I blame people who do what I but do I'm, for a living. Rip him, and it's like, wait, did you forget he's out here needing surgery? You know, but I also I also want to say that his wife gets involved social media wise. Not great, and, and it's not good for families to do this. And I'm always against this. You know, we I never had to deal with this when I played. You know, but his wife said, you know, if my if uh, the Browns teammates were as tough as my husband. You know, something along those lines. And you know what what that does to the locker room? That that creates a lot of problems. So I can understand why the Browns would want to move on from Baker Mayfield. It's just who they replaced him with, how they went about it. And they let him dangle in the wind, which I didn't like. Right. Well, it's probably because he had to take some money off of his contract in order to take yeah. the job in Carolina. So I it's I'm rooting for the kid. I hope he I've ho- I hope he's learned a lot about himself, and he's grown up, and he becomes the leader that I think both of us think that he can be. Yes. All right, week one in the books. This is kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. We're going to come back and do it again next week. Look forward to it. Uh, Me too. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.